Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Tagcast. I am Fenrir765. I am, I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here today. Like, we have so many great things to talk about, but before we get there, I just have to give a shout out to my main man, Mr. Optimus Fett. You know, it is May 4th, Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. It has been, you know, we got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out soon. We got so many other things happening. I mean, it's a wonderful day to be alive, right? Yep. It's especially a wonderful day because we're not going to talk about the Borderlands live action movie. We're going to move right to Star Wars and forget they're even making that. Uh, the <laughs> Kenobi trailer was out today and it looks great. And I watched the uh, making of Book of Boba Fett today and that was great. And uh, also today, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, the final episode of Moon Knight came out. And holy shit, that was awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure you sit through the credits. Uh... Yeah, it's been a it's been a good day. It's been a great day, especially because we're not going to talk about the Borderlands movie. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it may you didn't come think up. I was forget about that shit last week. <laughs> <did you? laughs> it may come up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but no, the uh, I am a couple episodes back on Moon Knight, but that's something I definitely want to talk about a little later in the show. Is that uh the idea of other things in the world besides video games and how do we take it all in but yeah i mean it's uh it is star wars day like are you know i saw this interesting question on twitter i want to ask you this hop like are you are you more fan of the may the fourth be with you or revenge of the fifth kind of thing like which which way do you kind of lean on that um you know I think the revenge of the fifth thing is fun and silly. And I think people just people that worship the dark side wanted to like have their own day (laughs) and I'll give them that, but I'm an OG and I got to go with me. The fourth be with you. Very well. Very well. I would agree with you. It's something just about that classic, you know, may the force be with you. May the fourth be with you play on words. I was raised Catholic and something about that. Like with Star Wars, like helped me cope with the religion that I was being forced upon me as mm-hmm. a child. So, like when you know when they would say, "May the Force be with you," um, it's it very just, much it's like just, isn't there? A, I don't know. Isn't there like a, a a phrase like that's often like said in the uh, Catholic Church when people are like mm-hmm. exchanging something that's along that lines, right? Like. Oh God, I, yeah. I wouldn't know for sure, but I I know if I would I would know it when I hear it. So all right, well uh dude, like I mean I'm gonna just jump into some games that we've been playing and I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a stab at this first this time, buddy. But uh you know, I've been getting inching ever so closer to becoming that next Elden Lord and, and Elden Ring. I'm you know, I think I'm about two or three big bosses away from finally finishing it, plus some optional things that I don't know if I'll get to, but maybe one day. I've been toying around with a lot of Fortnite, uh, doing some solos, doing some duos. Uh, me and Warlock have been having fun, knocking out some wins here and there. And I got to tell you that no build mode is just—it's just fun. It's just a change of pace. It's a good palate cleanser, especially when I'm done banging my head against the wall against certain bosses in Elden Ring. 
And finally, last night, I got a chance to jump back into some Halo. Uh, Season 2 dropped and got to play the last Spartan standing mode as well as the new King of the Hill mode. And I I have to... We had a good laugh. Uh, Anthem, Audible, Silence, and I were playing. Uh, I believe Are You Dead, you were there too for this. Uh, The first King of the Hill match we played, you know, new brand new game mode for Halo Infinite. First King of the Hill match we play, the time the when the hill moved to the next spot it glitched out and nobody could score any points it just sat there you could go into it it wouldn't change colors it just sat there for the remainder of the match uh so whoever had the last point ended up winning the match which was unfortunately the other team but after that (laughs) yeah after that we had no issues i mean it was fine it worked it worked just well uh just fine but um I wanted to briefly touch on that last Spartan standing mode. I think the bones of that mode is very strong. Uh, I think there's a lot there that could be a pretty big deal for Halo. Uh, it's, it is a battle Royale. In my opinion, you have 12 Spartans on a big team battle map battle map, and you have five lives. So you're trying to, uh, obviously be the last person left and as you kill people or other spartans you get points and you can level up which allows you to get new guns and it seems to have the same gun hierarchy path uh that goes from pistols all the way to uh shotguns and i i'm not sure battle rifles i never quite made it there the highest i placed was ever uh third and then eventually a circle shows up, but it moves goddamn slow. So it doesn't really become a factor in those games, uh, at least the games I played in. So I think with some tweaking, it could be really well. And I th- I really hope that they add like at least a duo mode with it because uh, playing by yourself is fun. But Hop, you would agree with this statement. I feel like playing with friends is always better, right? So Yeah, um, for the most part. Yeah, so I hope they kind of add that there and... Uh, We'll see what happens with their certain affinity thing that's, you know, supposedly rumored to be more. If they were smart, they would buy those guys. Those guys know how to do Halo stuff. Yeah, Yeah. they were. I mean, they made the best multiplayer maps in Halo 2 and Halo 3. Yeah. So. Certain affinity. And they worked on the Halo 2 anniversary, which I still think is some of the best Halo that's been released in the past 10 years. Well, fair enough. But I mean, that's pretty much it for me, and I'll dive more into the Halo Two, season, Halo Infinite Season Two uh, roadmap here in a moment. But Hop, uh, you uh, you're still jamming to some things, and uh, you made yourself yeah. Uh, see, Wonderlands dropped its first DLC. Chaos levels are up to thirty five. I've been having a blast running that stuff with uh, Anthem, Kicked, uh, some of the other regular borderlands crew people um been playing a lot of warzone on the new rebirth it's a lot of fun the new season of vanguard dropped and it's actually a really cool there's some new stuff they tweaked a bunch of stuff um the filter seems fixed now it's kind of stable stabled out a little bit um i've been grinding on this old school shoot 'em up giga wing it was released in 1998 i think in arcades 99 on the dreamcast it's by uh it's a Capcom release, but it's developed by a company called Temujin, which was formerly the developer's toll plan that made the uh, classic Truxton that Mark from Classic Game Room always talks about. But uh, 
an interesting shooter where you have a reverse shield mechanic that you can use to overload the enemies. Um, there's a high score mode, and uh, it took me a while, but I've grinded myself into the top 100 players. Uh, I'd like to get up into the top 50, but man, it's fucking hard. <laughs> um, I finished the Bioshock 1 remaster, and that was really awesome. And literally the day I finished the Bioshock 1 remaster, I was like, well, I'm just going to start Bioshock 2 remaster. So <laughs> I'm playing Bioshock 2, and it's interesting because, um, you know, avoiding, trying to avoid as many spoilers as I could, it was cool to play Bioshock 1 and not, nobody really spoiled anything for me. I think maybe I had read something a long time ago, but it was so long ago, it didn't really set anything off that was a really cool story really cool world i love the setting it's definitely something i want to talk about on my retro futures culture podcast at some point and um starting bioshock 2 i really fell in love with that game as well even though it's the you know least favorite of the three it seems on the gaming internet space I actually really enjoy it. It's a very much plays a lot like the first one um, and the setting, but there's some graphical differences and some new effects and stuff that um, I think look better, flow better. Certain weapons and mechanics in that second game are definitely improved. And I like how the philosophy flips yes. between the first and the second game. The first game is all about like the solidarity of man and, how a man can do all these amazing things and he doesn't need a God and he doesn't need all these people. And, and then in the second game, it's almost like they flip over to almost like communist sort of view that only the people together can do this. And it's a cool, it's just really neat to explore these themes in a game mm -hmm. and giving you these choices of whether you want to save the sisters, um, or harvest them. Um, on two, I've been saving all of them, and it's been working out really well. I actually found a really cheap way to kill the big sisters. I'm not going to spoil it here, but it might involve freezing them with a drill. Um, <laughs> that seems to like wreck them better than anything else I've found. Um, so, so, yeah, so on the first playthrough, did you? What did you do? Did you harvest or save? Or did you, come? you know, in the first game? Yeah, the one guy's like, oh man, if you harvest them, you get more atoms. I was like, oh, I probably need that atom stuff. This game's like, you know, so I accidentally I harvested the first You're couple. You're a monster. I know. I got the bad ending. I know. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. No, it. I saved the, after the first two, I saved the rest, but I still got the bad ending because I harvested the first time. i i still remember the first time when they're like looking at you when you're making that choice i just couldn't do it like i just could not do it those those little kids were just so cute and <laughs> you know but yeah no it was yeah bioshock one is still one of my all-time favorite games and that twist that comes at the end was just it's still oh, that was some cool shit yeah yeah that like I usually like have that moratorium on spoilers. Like if it's been five, 10 years from a game released, I won't care about spoilers, but Bioshock one is the one thing I don't want to give up for somebody if they've never played it. So, and yeah, I won't, I won't spoil that either. Yeah. So 
Bioshock 2, you know, we've talked about it. Minerva's Den, the DLC that comes, it it really makes the rest of 2 worthwhile. That's the, and it, it's such a great story piece for that whole world as well. But I can't wait for you to get into Infinite. I still think Infinite is one of the best. It, it is not, it's up there in my like top, I would say 10, 15 games easily. But it is, I think it's the coolest setting out of the two. And what they do in Infinite is pretty wild compared to what Bioshock 1 does. So, And I never went back and played the DLC for Burial at Sea uh, for Infinite, which has always been a reason why I've thought about buying. I, I've almost, I almost picked up the... I might go buy the single or buy the Infinite remaster version that's on sale right now. So, but yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. I can't wait till you get through the ball. You're going to... You're gonna. I think you're gonna realize this series is pretty fantastic. From start yeah, to I can't wait to play the third one. I may take a break after two. I'm kind of. I've noticed like I really like steamrolled through the first game. Like I was addicted, and on the second game, I'm taking my time a little bit more. And um, also, the season three of of vanguard warzone came out so that kind of distracted me and then the new dlc for wonderland so bioshock one just hit at a time where i literally had nothing else to play so i was like all right fuck it i'm gonna run through this yep all righty man well i'm gonna jump into some news real quick uh yeah let's go brother this go through this pretty quickly uh first is that i mentioned earlier season two draft for halo infinite and uh it's kind of hit uh some mixed reviews from people it seems like across the world but uh they all they've introduced two new maps, uh, Catalyst, which is an arena, and Breaker, which is a big team battle map. They have the three game modes: uh, King of the Hill, Land Grab, and Last Spartan Standing. I spoke about the King of the Hill and Last Spartan Standing. I have not played Land Grab yet, so that is a big team battle mode, and uh, just never got that one. And then they talked about how there's some. Uh, they they have those uh week not weekly events but the they have events that pop up every so often that are free to everybody that you can earn cosmetics through as well uh they did talk about forge beta dropping sometime in september as well as network campaign co-op sometime in late august and those are the target dates so that could also change so there's still other things that may come i hope that they you know drop some new maps because they definitely need a a lot of maps coming to them. Uh, next up, this story we actually talked about the other day, or one of our other episodes most recently, and that is Borderlands 3 finally gets crossplay with PlayStation. Uh, it is live and ready to go. Don't know what changed, but Ubo, yeah, we can finally play uh, Borderlands 3 with you. <laughs> this is cool, but with Wonderlands out, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to Borderlands 3. <laughs> so, um, absolutely fair. Yeah. Uh, the big story from this uh, past week or two has been the fact that Embracer Group, who is a mega company of a lot of things, uh, they've been acquiring lots and lots and lots of stuff including that studio we just mentioned uh, or game that we talked about from a studio called Gearbox. Uh, They uh, purchased three studios 
and a ton of IPs from Square Enix. They bought, what is it, Crystal Dynamics? Yeah. Eidos Montreal. Eidos. And yep. uh, there was and another one. This is actually really interesting. So they buy up all these developers that Square decided to sell off because Square lost money hand over fist on their Marvel deal because A, first the Avengers kind of sucked, and then B, because Avengers kind of sucked, I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy sold as well as they thought it would, so they dumped them. And the first thing I noticed is that these studios are all excited about making their own projects again, so maybe we'll get a new Deus Ex. You know, there's all these other cool IPs that these studios Legacy can work on. Legacy Right? Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> and then the side note to this story is that Square Enix sells them because they were going to use this money to invest in NFTs, oh, yeah. which just had the biggest crash worldwide the other day. And I was just like, that's hysterical. Yeah, blockchain, like, like yeah, it's just yeah. the wildest thing. But yeah, so Square's just making hand over fist money right now with what Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's what Square always makes money. Yeah. That that's very true. Um, next up, uh, we finally got a title of the next Call of Duty game, and you know we all knew that it was gonna be Modern Warfare two. We all yep. knew this was coming. <laughs> Uh, The interesting part is that this, um, you know, a bunch of influencers got to see gameplay or play gameplay. Nothing has really been revealed. We might get more information this month. Um, The one thing I'm excited about is they're talking about returning back to a five attachment system because although I enjoy Vanguard, the 10 attachments is annoying and kind of silly. Um, so I'd be glad to go back to the five attachments. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see what Warzone 2 is going to do uh, on this new engine. And this supposedly with Modern Warfare 2, this new one coming out, it's a new modified engine that all the games going forward are going to run on. And Warzone is going to be separate on its own engine so they can integrate all that stuff. The bad news is is that none of your stuff from Warzone 1 will be carried into Warzone 2. So that's the yeah. uh, consolation to that. But I think overall it's going to be a win-win for everything. Well, I was like reading the article from IGN that talked about the thing. And there were some tidbits here that I thought were really interesting that kind of scratches your head a bit, but also makes you think, is everything going to be okay? But you kind of have faith it will be. And that's, uh, they talked about the rumors is that there's been 11 different studios working on this game in some capacity. They also I think st- they're trying, they're going for a grand slam because Vanguard did not hit as hard as they would have liked. Well, and they said that uh, the campaign will feature U.S. Special Forces fighting Colombian drug cartels. Which yeah, it's a, supposedly all the rumors point to a very Sicario-inspired kind of a story. Okay. Well, that's interesting with how Modern Warfare ended, you know, with the whole, like, nerve gas, you know, Middle Eastern slash Russian type thing. So they're obviously going in a different direction with that. So I, I I'm interested. Uh, I enjoyed Modern Warfare 2019 a lot. I enjoyed Black Ops Cold War a lot. And Vanguard was just okay to me. But one of the rumors that I've been reading that has been interesting for me in terms of Call of Duty is 
the possible like escape from Tarkov type mode that may be coming. Right. With the next that may one. be coming so, to Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. yeah. So, Instead of because they're not going to do a zombies mode, that'll be reserved for the next uh, Black Ops game. Yeah. Uh, this next one is their Ricochet anti-cheat system on Call of Duty has a new uh, way to deal with cheaters, and that is by making them blind. I saw <laughs> so that. That's pretty cool. They won't be able to see anybody, and but the other players will obviously be able to see them, and they won't hear sound from other players. So pretty much they'll be running around a map thinking they're by themselves, and people will be able to just murder them like the like they deserve to be murdered in a video game so there's that and then finally uh speaking of call of duty which is an activision uh blizzard king product uh the activision blizzard stockholders have approved the microsoft acquisition and now it's just up to the ftc to finally approve that and that has also been a very heated conversation across the internet whether that will go through or should go through or whether Microsoft's a monopoly, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into that show or go into that on our show, but it's just been an interesting debate to follow at the very least. And then speaking of Microsoft, Xbox and Bethesda has announced a showcase for June 12th, which is the Sunday of what would typically be the E3 time. So it seems like they're holding firm to that uh, E3 window, if you will, even though E3 does not exist this summer. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for all the conferences that we'll get to see. Right. Um, it's always you know, cool to see what they're working on or what they announce. Yeah. So, I mean, as we get closer, we will do our own little show on our hopes and dreams for it. Cause you know, clearly we're not insiders or have any connections in any way to any of these places. So we just want to give them our yeah. wish list, Right. And, right. My final story, uh, this one was kind of interesting. Uh, we talked about our, uh, a couple shows back, or when it was our last episode, about subscription services. And Sony has stopped the stacking of their PS Plus before the release of their new PS Plus version. Because the current PS Plus apparently like transfers into the like middle tier or something. And so Sony stopped people from stacking it uh, to have this benefit of having like two or three years of the whatever middle tier is of their new PS plus membership. So, uh, I thought that was kind of, kind of sucky to, to see. Cause I mean, this is like the one opportunity to let the people kind of get one over you for a half for a moment and then move on. Right. So, you know, I just thought that was kind of a, a sucky thing, especially with what's coming up. Cause it, they would probably have gotten a lot of people into their service and they would be able to probably keep them in there after their initial two years or whatever stacked years ends, right? I mean, it's worked with me on Game Pass and their ultimate version. I've... It was only a dollar, right? Oh, yeah. That's it. Just a dollar. So um, that's it for News Hop. I mean, it is the month of May, like we said earlier. There are a lot of games coming out. There's a few that I'm interested in, and hopefully I'll get to once I finish my Elden Ring addiction. So give me a, <laughs> give us what is happening. Jeez, let's see. May 5th, we have Best Month Ever. That's on all platforms. Trek to Yomi 
everything but the Switch, and I think that's a Game Pass Day 1 game, mm-hmm. May 5th. Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters PC May 5th. I also think that's coming to Xbox, but maybe possibly at a later date. Um, Brigadine, May 11th on the PC. Source of Madness, that looks like all platforms except for the PC, May 11th. Uh, May 12th, Achilles Legend Untold PC. Cantata PC, same day. Centennial Case, a Shijima story. That's on PC, PlayStation, and Switch. This game has a funny title. Flippin' Cactus. May 12th, with a K. K. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Evil Dead the Game, May 13th on all platforms. There's some Um, hype behind that one. I... I'm interested. I'm hoping it does what Back for Blood didn't do and somehow like it's more fun. Like I don't get me wrong, Back for Blood wasn't a bad game, but it just was really kind of like I was like after World War Z, I was kind of expecting Back for Blood to really be good and it was just kind of it played it safe and it just wasn't that great. It's not a bad game. Not hating on it, but I just it just didn't draw me in. Uh May 17th End Zone World Apart on PC along with Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion DLC for PC. May 19th, Dead Craft. That's on everything. Delivers to the Moon, PS5 and Xbox. End Zone, A World Apart, Survivor Edition, PS5 and Series X. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, based on the tabletop. PC, PS, Xbox, and Switch even. Holy shit. I wonder how that's going to play. Um, May 26th, My Time at Sandrock and Sniper Elite 5, both on PC. Sniper Elite 5 also joined on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, let's see, May 27th, Arcade Spirit, The New Challengers, PC, that uh, looks like all platforms. Cow the Kangaroo, all platforms. Microsoft Flight Simulator, Top Gun, Maverick DLC, PC and Series X. Moolander, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Pac-Man Museum Plus, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, May 31st, Insomnius Enhanced Edition on the PS5. Along with The Last Taxi, a PC VR game. Um... The other game that I heard nothing about on this release list, and it has a to-be-determined date, is John Carter, Warlord of Mars. Uh, I love that story, that character. The movie was great. It bombed at the box office, but it was a phenomenal film. It's the Edgar Rice Burroughs series. If there's a, I'm guessing it's probably a real-time strategy game, but uh, who knows what it is. I, I, this is the first I've heard about it. Well, sounds like something to at least go check out, right? Right. All right. Tag community updates. Tuesday nights, uh, May 3rd, which was yesterday, was Halo Infinite. May 10th will be Horizon 5. May 17th, Halo MCC. May 24th, Horizon 5. May 31st, Halo Infinite. Those are our Tuesdays. Thursday nights, this Thursday, Revenge of the Fifth is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Get on it, people. May 12th, Killer Instinct. 
May 19th, Gears 3. Last time we did Gears 3, it was a lot of fun. It's got FPS boost. And man, does that make a huge difference. May 26th, Among Us. Um, Friday nights, we generally host Fight Club unless people are busy. But we try to get some games going. Uh, we've been playing King of Fighters 15, but we've, we also played some Super Street Fighter 4 a couple weeks back. We're down to throw down some Injustice 2 or MK11. Just hit us up at the Fighting Games channel. There's a role at Fight Club you can join if you want to join up with that. Friend Rear, we got anything going on with the book club? Uh, unfortunately, we're still in... Uh, we don't really have much going on with book club right now. Uh, I think people are just kind of catching up with their own personal readings and, and just having fun talking about random books. But there is one big community announcement for our, our theadultgamer.com and our Discord server, uh, especially in that as the... The month of May, with the with every month of May comes a new change in leadership with our community, and uh, Finningrad is no longer in existence as I am no longer on council. After two years, I decided it was it was time for me to take a step back. So uh, we had elections, and we have a new group of people who have stepped up and been voted for, and that is Scotty. He is our tech admin, Ghost Touch is our community admin, and Audible Silence is our moderation admin. So going forward, if you have any complaints uh, and you or you really want to have Tony or Ubo banned, please reach out to those three and they will deny your request or maybe they'll approve it. You'll never know. But until then, you know, it, it's been an, it was an honor for doing it for the last couple of years and I had a blast working with are you dead heartbreak ridge as well as dead meat my first term hey man you're talking to a fellow back-to-back two-year council member <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm ready i'm ready to sit back and let other people handle the business watch the will. shit fly i mean uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean i had to give them uh, a good you know channel shake up question on their first day of duty so you know, you said duty. <laughs> All righty, man. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit and let's get into our deep dive. And shift gears of war. Oh man, it's such a great series of games. Anyways, I I've been pondering this question for a while, Hop, and and this may be a question we may not dive. I mean, take a long time to answer, but you know, me and you, I feel like we have interests beyond gaming and there's a lot of things in this world that we enjoy, whether it be books, TV shows, movies, music, uh, you know, exercise, family activities, whatever it is. Uh, you know, my question is kind of a broad question with a lot of little questions in there, but how do you balance how do you balance gaming and like other media really? Like how do you, you know, like you mentioned at the top of the show, like Moon Knight, right? I'm still two episodes behind on Moon Knight and I've been really enjoying the show as well as several other shows that I'm really interested, in. but sometimes I want to play a game, but sometimes I just want to sit back and relax and watch a show for a little bit. You know, where, how do you fit it all in, right? There's just so many really great thing content, so much great content out there to just enjoy. So I guess 
you know, talk about what, like, do you have like a schedule? Do you have like a routine of like certain things you do at certain times of the day? Um, no, but if I really like a show, I will watch it the day it's released. Like with Moon Knight, I was hooked and I loved it and I really got into it. And it's the same with a game. Like, if I'm really loving a game, I'll play it, especially if my friends, if it's a multiplayer game my friends are playing, I will play it every night that they're on. Shows like Moon Knight every week, when Book of Boba Fett was out every week, or Mandalorian, or any of that. And I'm sure with Obi-Wan, it's going to be, Obi-Wan's going to be like the day it's released. I mean, I'm not going to stay up till midnight because yeah. I work early in the morning, but I will watch it the next day at an appropriate time. Um, it's all at my muse, right? Like, um, you know, I was kind of burned down a little bit of everything last week and I actually have a backlog, you know, people have backlogs of games. I have backlogs of Blu-rays and, uh, I'm sitting looking at a stack of like 20 of them right now on my backlog of Blu-ray that I bought and I haven't even cracked the seal on. But the other day I was like, okay, I've been buying a bunch of these. Let's crack one open and finish it. And, uh, it's a classic film. I bought the UK Blu-ray because the US Blu-ray is out of print and this new UK Blu-ray is from a newer remaster and it's supposed to be really good. And it's a 4K restoration of the 1949 film, The Third Man, starring Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton, directed by Carol Reed, based on a book by Graham Greene. That is probably easily in my top 10 movies of all time. I've seen it multiple times, but I finally broke open the, the new Blu-ray popped it in and it was immediately sucked in and it's interesting because i've been playing you know like call of duty vanguard or lots of stuff i've been reading stuff and stuff talking about post-world war ii and steampunk well this game take there that this movie takes place in 49 right post-war vienna and the soviets occupied the uk occupied the u.s occupied and I think even the Germans had a stake in Vienna at the time. And so it's a really interesting, and the movie was shot on location and you get to see the actual, like this was actually fucked up war-torn Vienna with buildings just decimated. And I mean, it's just, it's like this time capsule, but it's also a really brilliantly made, brilliantly shot, acted, scripted, it's just an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it yet, anybody's listening to this podcast, you should definitely watch it. If you're a movie person, it's a fucking amazing movie. Um, but yeah, so I, I did that. And then, you know, um, it's kind of what's, what's ever my muse. Like uh, lately I've been wanting to play just lots of shoot 'em ups or casual games other than Bioshock. Like, I still need to finish Red Dead 2, but that's on the back burner. <laughs> I actually still need to finish Dying Light 2, but that game's on like that game's on like the back burner so far that it might as well be growing mold on it. I don't know. I kind of like fell out of caring about that game for a minute. Maybe I'll get back to it later. Yeah, it's just kind of whatever I feel like, Finn. I don't really I don't suffer FOMO that much i just kind of go with ah what do i feel like playing or what don't i feel like playing i'm not going to play that or and, and then like uh gaming wise if i'm not feeling gaming that night i'll just be like well let's see what's on uh if i'm not behind on my shows then i'll look at my blu-ray 
stack and see, okay, what, what do I got to watch here? That's kind of how I do it. What about you, Finn? How do you manage your media or like books too? Same thing. It's like, okay, like I try to read like 30 minutes before I go to bed. That's how I get my book reading in. But um, that's really the only time I do read. Like not, I read a lot during the day, but not like novels. I'll read like training manuals or stuff, work-related things that involve uh, physical training that I'm doing. Or jujitsu training. Yeah, anyway. like uh, for me, it's you know it's tough because right now, you know, I still my kid's only four, so she wants to obviously every waking moment she wants to spend either with me or my wife, and yeah, I remember you know, those days. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's hard to kind of sneak in because like. You know, I want to watch Moon Knight, but I really don't want my four-year-old to be watching Moon Knight with me. No, actually, yeah, right, um, right. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to watch the new Halo TV series, which I'm really enjoying. And the, but again, you know, don't want my four-year-old watching it or playing, you know, Elden Ring or Dying Light or, you know, some of these games, I don't want her necessarily seeing me play them for long periods of time. So I, I try to, you know, find times that are uninterrupted from a four-year-old. And usually that's when she's in bed and asleep, right? So I I, I found myself kind of following more of a schedule. Like pretty much 9 p.m. is about the time I can get onto things. Uh, it's finally when I can settle down. I get, you know, all, any work that I have to do done. And so I always try to like watch at least a show or something that I'm into. Uh, if it's like a weekly release, I try to catch it that night or at least the night after. So I, I kind of have to like schedule things out in a way. And then the one thing I have been noticing at least lately is sometimes I'll get into a show and I'll go, all right, I'm just going to watch one episode. Right. And then mm-hmm. four episodes later, it's like, if it's right. good, right. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's time for me to go to bed. And, and I don't even turn the Xbox on, right? I don't even yeah. get into it. So, Especially uh, if you don't have like a, right, if you don't have like a must play game at the time or your friends aren't on, it's a new show or like, you know, Netflix drops all 13 episodes in one shot or whatever. Like I'm sure when Stranger yeah. Things season four drops, I'll probably binge that. Um, it's like you were saying, um, it depends. Like when Tiny Tina's Wonderland's first drop, I didn't watch a single thing on TV, streaming or Blu-ray or anything. I played oh, yeah, nothing but Wonderland's at first. Yeah. Right. But now that I, you know, now that I've kind of got a more of a, got my character near end game and I only need to do a couple chaos runs a week, just looking for gear and there's, we beat I beat the DLC and found all that already and there's not much for me to do in the game so now I'm like all right I can catch up on my shows yeah and you know it also depends like you mentioned like staying up late obviously is not really a thing cuz you have to get up really early and you know same thing here yeah no it's rough but once like school gets out and my schedule kind of opens up a little bit during the summertime i think like i'll play i may watch a show and then play some games and then I'll maybe watch another show uh, right before I go to bed or like 
like you said, I try to read a little bit before I go to bed as well. And, you know, so, but I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to stay up just a little bit later. Like, you know, like, all right, I'm going to start getting off this game because I'm kind of done with it for tonight. I'm going to pop in something and watch something real quick. And uh, usually it's a show of some kind because if I start a movie, then I'll never go to sleep. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've found movies to be harder for me to enjoy at home unless it's like, again, my kid's not around or my wife has gone somewhere um, and I can pick the movie I really want to watch. Um, and I don't have to, you know, cause sometimes she'll come downstairs and be like, Hey, let's uh, watch a movie together. I'm like, all right, cool. And, and I don't care. Like I'll watch whatever, I, whatever she wants to watch. Cause you know, I get to choose what I want most of the time anyway. So it's not a big deal. Um, but she doesn't ever seem to be as interested in some of the things I care to watch. Right. So I don't want to subject Dude, her to that. it. Right. We're on that same boat, man. Right. <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, you know, kind of flipping that, right? Like there's been, there's been a lot of evenings lately though, where I'll turn the Xbox on or I'll start a show and she'll come downstairs and she'll go, Hey, uh, there's this documentary. Do you want to watch it? And I'm like, sure. So I'll, I'll pop off and then we'll start watching a documentary. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm sucked into this whole thing about this bad vegan lady on Netflix. Like what the hell, this is the wildest story I've ever heard. And, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes she dictates the stuff I watch, but the things that like, I like going back to what I was saying earlier is like movies have been harder for me to, to check out because just the, the amount of time I need to get through them. And, and I don't want to fall asleep to them because that I, I may never go back to it because I've already watched half of it and I don't really want to rewatch it and to, or try to figure out where I left off when I fell asleep. Um, so there's just like little things that I, I have to kind of like schedule it out. Like, okay, I'm really going to sit down. I'm going to watch this at this time and, and, and make that happen. Right. And I think when I have summer and vacation from work, it helps me catch up on a lot of movies that I haven't seen uh, that I've always really wanted to see. So I think, I think right, that's we'll add the me. third man to that stack of movies you haven't seen. I've seen the third man. Okay. I, okay. It's, Oh God, it's been a really long time, but I've seen it. I, I watched it. What was it? it's got to be like almost 15 years ago. I can't remember. It was a, I took a film class in college. Yeah. It was part of it. So, uh, it's a masterpiece. It, it, I remember really liking it for some reason. Like I don't recall all the details of it, but it is amazing. The movies, I all the movies I watched in there were just like mind blowing. Um, I would have never gone out of my way to see half those movies. If, I didn't have to do it for a class. So, but yeah, the, I just, like, I'm curious, like how do, you know, a lot of people do it, right. You know, how do you catch everything you want? And, you know, well, if you're single, no kids, that helps. I'm sure this is a, this is a no, there's no, there's not even this discussion going on. Right. Sure. I think for those of us that are married families, jobs that are, 
like I don't have you and I don't have like a just punch the clock kind of a job. Yeah. Neither of us. We have a much more we're invested in our job. We love our job. We you know, you're an educator of students, um, an educator of people in the physical field, like coaching people like like the gym I work at is not like a big box gym where they don't care about people getting hurt like we this is a gym where we want people to learn how to get strong and we help people and train people and but you do know, you judge people that do you judge there you know what? i try not to but sometimes i do see some <laughs> stuff and i'm like what are you doing why are you doing that um i try to keep it to myself though no i understand <laughs> There are yeah. times where I'm like, what is this person doing? If they look like they're doing something dangerous, I will say like, hey, uh, can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one so. of the things that I I do kind of miss when my commute was longer to work. I mean, and when I mean longer, it was like 10 more minutes. But I mean, it's like a five minute drive for me now to work. To and from work. Same. And... I would get a lot more podcasts or books. Dude, it takes me a week to listen to one podcast because my yeah. work drive is like five minutes. <laughs> and now that like summer is coming around, I'm going to get I, I've back to outside, you know, mowing that grass you've never seen or touched in your life um, down there in Arizona. But we like I'll get more time outside doing that kind of stuff and I'll listen to more things and get engaged with it. Like, I mean, like we've talked about this before. Like I'm a huge red hot chili peppers fan and it took me almost two, three weeks before I finally listened to the new album because I just didn't have the time and I wanted to listen to it all in one shot. Like I didn't want to like stop and like, that's just with me with new music albums. I try to listen to everything from the first note of the first track to the end of the last track. I want to hear it all so I can kind of get the whole vibe that it's presenting and not just bits and pieces. And I I just couldn't do it until like three or four weeks after it came out. And, you know, it's just stuff like that. Like I need to like time, like where does it go? Right. And why is there just so much great stuff out there right now? Which is a good problem to have, right? I mean, I could full, I fully understand that it is a good thing and it is a blessing to have all these options and things made available to me because there are places that are, do not get that at all, and and I and I guess it's just a first world problem that I'm complaining about, but it's just an interesting thought, right? How do you take it all in? And and I would love to hear people from our community. Like, how do you take in all the things that you enjoy as well as uh, still finding time to jump into some of the, the, the hobby that we're all here talking about on a every other week basis or in our discord or, you know, online. I just, I, I like hearing how you, our listeners do that. So come join us at the adultgamer.com and our discord server, uh, chat, chat it up with us. Let us know, you know, what's going on in your world and what you're enjoying right now outside of games, whether it's a book, movie, music. Um, you know, we've talked about Moon Knight. We've talked about uh, a lot of the Disney Plus stuff. I know that I have been enjoying a lot of the Star Trek uh, stuff on Paramount Plus as well as Halo. 
Um, yeah, I'm also working my way through 1883 on Paramount+. Oh, God. Plus. I, I need to start that. So Yeah, it's really cool. And Halo. Yeah. And there's a bunch of cool movies they've added to that series lately, too. I was like, oh, shit, I got to add that to my list. Is that the newest Guy Ritchie movies on there? I got to watch that still. Oh, I love <sighs> Guy Ritchie movies. I got to check that out. Right? Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, there's just... There's all this great stuff, and I would love to hear what you guys are enjoying, and we'd love to chat about it with you and uh, make that happen. So, Hop, uh, I know you just uh, recorded a new episode for your other show. Uh, you want to give that a little plug? Yeah, man. We just uh, actually, it's going to come out f- this Friday, May 6th. There's going to be an episode on the uh, seminal. 1995 anime Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, Sithi and Zelk from the Adult Gamer Discord came on, and we uh, broke down and talked about that series on the Retro Futures Culture. You can find that at ruminationsradionetwork.com. Awesome. Well, I am Fenrir765. You can find me uh, on Xbox or on Twitter at the Fenrir765, just uh, saying random things. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. We, uh, we love having you, and uh, can't wait to catch you on the flippity flip. Yeah, and if you want to play some uh, Call of Duty Vanguard or Warzone, hit me up on uh, the adultgamer.com Discord. Look for Optimus Fett. All right, let's hook it up. All right. Peace out, everybody.